Welcome to the sermons and teachings from the Catalyst Fellowship with Ipai Michael. We hope the message you're about to listen to will edify you and cause you to experience exponential growth. And now, the message. So dynamo, um, dynamo is um, a word in the Greek that is got from the same word you get dunamis. Um, dunamis, as you all know, means power, and dunamis is got from dynamis, right? Um, and dynamo refers to an individual who carries power. If used in a tense, you say that guy is a dynamo. Dynamo is also used to refer to an electrical generator that produces direct current. Hallelujah. So when you look for synonyms of dynamo, you see things like live wire. Hallelujah. When I'm talking live wire, how many of you have ever seen um, 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 a, a high-tension wire before? They call them high-tension wires. Those wires that are used to um, transfer electricity from large um, metallic structures that you see in certain places right and then they run through they call them power lines right i've never heard of that before power lines all right so um you've heard that a wire cut from something like that and it literally kills a whole lot of people that's how powerful it is hallelujah so synonyms for dynamo we have live wire or you can also say fireball hallelujah that's that that's to communicate the amount of power that is carried. So when we say dynamo, we're talking about individuals who carry such power, hallelujah, such tangible Amen. power. And this is very, very important. I know I say everything is important. So last, last, every teaching series, I say this is very, very important. But it's because everything is important. All right, Philippians 125. It's been a while you heard me read that. But those of you that uh, have been following, you know that... Um, we read this like almost every day <laughs> we teach and I mean by hearing me start the sermon with this you can probably know who I follow. <laughs> Anyways, Philippians chapter 1 and verse 25. We'll start from verse 21. Um, I want you to post it in the comment section guys so that people can follow also from there. It says, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. So this is Apostle Paul to the church where in Philippi, right? So he says, for to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. That is, if I'm living, I'm living for Christ. And if I'm dying, it is gain. I mean, that sounds weird, right? How will your death be gain? Like, (laughs) how far are you that eager to die? And he says, if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what shall I choose? I want not. He says, I'm in a strait betwixt two. Don't worry, it's KJV. It's just simply trying to say, I have two decisions to make. Having a desire to depart, to be with Christ, which is far better, nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for who? For you. So he's saying, I can die and go be with Christ. And I can stay, and me staying will be needful for who? For the church, right? He says, nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. Verse 25, wherever you are, Open your Bibles, don't worry, I know it's Zoom, but just read it where you are, you don't need to unmute your mics. So he says, want to go, and having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for your furtherance and joy of faith. Hallelujah. So this is a pastor 
saying, I can go be with Christ, which is far better. But if I stay, it is needful for you. There is something that would happen as a result of my staying. And what is that thing? He says that I have the confidence that if I stay with you, you I would continue with you for your furtherance. KJV says for your progress. The Greek word there is prokope. It means progress. It says for your profiting. Hallelujah. And what? And joy in the faith. So you see the Apostle Paul having a sort of curriculum mindset where he knows that there are certain things he can teach them by his staying. There are certain things that they would learn that would cause them to what? To grow. To progress in the faith. Hallelujah. To progress in the faith. This gives you a perspective to how the Apostle Paul sees his ministry with the different churches. Not just that they are saved, but that they what? They experience progress. This is spiritual growth. They experience what? Progress. progress. Hallelujah. This is very important to note. He has a growth mindset, a profiting mindset. That, hey guys, it's not okay to be saved. There is something you need to have. You have to progress. Hallelujah. And this clearly shows you the goal of the Catalyst Fellowship. Hallelujah. It clearly shows you what God has sent us to do here. That after a period of time of attending fellowship here, we should be able to see you and see discernible progress. Hallelujah. I'm able to see what discernible progress. How would we know? From what you say, from the way you pray, from how you handle situations, we can know if you've grown or not. I recently corrected a few people. You know, someone said she was sick, and instead of, you know, commanding that the sickness dies off, a few people on the, on the group were saying, um, um, we cover you with the blood of Jesus Christ to heal you. Good intentions, but we know how much you've grown by the things you say. Hallelujah. So yes, you have good intentions. But from the teachings we taught, we, we did on understanding the gospel, the blood of Jesus is efficacious to what? To salvation. To washing your sins away. And yes, now that you are saved, you are under the umbrella of God to save you. Hallelujah. Are you with me? So from the way you communicate, the things you do, Someone says, oh, there's a devil in this place. There's a demon here. What's your response? We know if you've grown. Anyways, I don't know if I'll run or not run. If they tell me if I say something weird in the place. <laughs> but we know from your response. But we can know. You know, I, I trust you. Can be right on your back. We can tell. Hallelujah. We can tell. Let's move on. So, it is possible for you to be saved and not be effective as a believer. And you have to see that God's desire for you is not just that you're saved, but that you're effective. Hallelujah. That you're effective. And so you can see a believer that has all of the capacity and yet... You're still seeing their lives being inconsistent. You're still seeing them being oppressed by the devil or one man in their village or something like that. And you're like, 
you saved? Like, yes, I'm saved. So why are all of these things happening? Hallelujah. Listen, there are some situations that the believer is perfect to handle. But rather, the believer becomes a victim in that situation simply because you've not learned to be effective. It is God's desire that you grow. I read to you every time Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, it says, He gave, he gave unto you what apostles, pastors, prophets, and teachers for what? For the edification of the body of Christ, to cause you to grow, for the perfecting, for your furnishing. The analogy I use for furnishing is that you build a house. Yes, it's a house, you can live in it. But if you don't furnish the house, it's not going to be effective. You will sleep on the floor. And it's not going to be effective. So equipping is the furnishing of the house to make it habitable. Hallelujah. So yes, you are saved. But there is a growth process that would make you effective. That's for the club of the people. My salvation is personal. Hallelujah. God, listen. If God does not want you to grow, if God does not believe there is a furnishing, God will not give ministry gifts. Are you with me? God will not give ministry gifts. Hallelujah. So this, I, I just want to begin very slow. We have a few things to talk about. Listen, don't miss any teaching in this series. It's so power-packed for you. Power-packed for you. So, so packed. But I'm going to start slow today. Just lay an introduction. You know, talk about a few things. Discuss a few things. And just get us on the way, you know, as we go. I'll try to finish as fast as I can. There are two untrue views when it comes to, you know, views on the power of darkness, demons, and other spiritual forces, right? They're, they're very, there are two views I've seen. Under those two views, there are many embedded ones. And the first untrue view is that a lot of people believe that forces of darkness and things like that do not exist at all. Have you ever met people like that? They just feel like all these things don't exist. Like you guys are just disturbing yourself. Like how many of you have met people like that before? I didn't say she used to be people like that. <laughs> you know, and they, they don't just believe that things like this exist. And the second untrue view are people that think everything that happens in this world is tied to some dark spiritual force or a demon or a devil. Mm. Hallelujah. And under this, you begin to see people who believe that these dark forces and powers are in some form supreme. They begin to give um, credit and credence to, to these beings and these forces even more than the power of God. Hallelujah. But the fact is, these views are untrue. First of all, if you live in Nigeria, it's very easy to understand this. The average Nigerian has probably either know somebody close to them or has a far relative that is into witchcraft or is in the occult. <laughs> so, exactly. So it's, it's easy. It's easy for it's easy for 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 the average Nigerian to to see and believe this, right? But a lot of people don't believe it. And the fact that you, you've not seen something happen does not mean it doesn't exist. These things exist. Listen, it took me some time to really believe that de like demons possess people until I hear the testimony from the mouth of the people themselves. 
Ah. And people from persons to... In my lifetime, I've met three people who in the search for God without knowledge have come in, in contact with strange things and have been possessed with demons. And they will tell you, this is what the devil was telling me to do. This is what the demon was telling me to do. So these things are true. They happen. They are real. Hallelujah. They are real. Yeah. At least when you begin to trace your lineage back, before you get to the, when you go to daddy, grandmother, by the time you start getting to great grandfather, you begin to hear of some charm kind of thing. As long as you are living this in this Nigeria, you begin to hear of some funny stories. Right? Exactly. So yes, they exist. But are they supreme powers? No. Hallelujah. Yeah. About the second point, believers have so much esteemed this, you know, that above every oh, believers have so much esteemed these things that they are not able to even see how little these things are. So because they think everything is connected to this, any little thing that happens to them, sincerely, some things are just normal. The world you live in is fallen. If you throw dirt inside the gutter, it will block the drainage system. The water will redirect and enter someone's house. If it floods the house and it kills a baby, it's not the devil that was pursuing you. Hallelujah! Amen. We live in a fallen world. Volcanoes will erupt. Earthquakes will happen. Hurricanes will happen. Does not mean there's a spirit of the hurricane. But does this mean that those kind of things don't exist? No, those things exist. Hallelujah. Those things exist. There are times where the so-called natural occurrences are not so natural. You hear funny, unexplainable situations. They are not just so natural. Hallelujah. So, under that second view of people who see everything to be influenced by some supernatural activity, they begin to esteem these powers. But these powers are not greater. So you hear believers begin to pray some prayers. Every strong man in my family, who is the strong man in your family? You or them? You know, it's so funny. Every banana tree, every and yes, there might be what don't don't give these things all of the credit. Oh oh my god, don't think there are no banana trees. Oh don't think so. Don't think so. Hallelujah. If you hear people's stories, you fear God. Sorry. That is God you fear last last. <laughs> Hallelujah. So listen, the strong man in your family is you. So much focus has been given to all of these things that the believer has failed to realize who he is. If many people learn about who they are in the spirit realm, they will not be timid any longer. Hallelujah. They will not be timid any longer. And so the reason why many believers are not effective is because there is a knowledge problem. You don't know who you are in Christ. Hallelujah. 
You see, Pastor Mario, I have since I have Jadi, they teach him once, and he told a story that stuck with me. Some of you have heard me tell that story before when I want to talk about the believer's authority. And I'm just going to tell that story. He told the story a few years ago. So a man saved all he had for a period of time. And then he decided to go on a boat cruise. So he used all of his money and he bought the tickets for the boat cruise. And so he paid for the boat cruise the next day, purchased the ticket, packed his stuff and got on the cruise. And as the trip continued, he started to enjoy himself. But then towards the end of that day, he was getting hungry. But he had no money. Why? He had used all of the money he had to pay for the cruise. And so he needed to eat and didn't know how he was going to eat. That day he endured. The next day, he was so hungry. And he didn't know what he was going to do or how he was going to go about it. After staying hungry the first day, he couldn't take it anymore. Some of you know what I'm talking about. We've been fasting lately. <laughs> that headache that comes to the back of your head that was not there before because of hunger. How many of you know that headache? It's here, it is to come to. You just start ah, from nowhere. Just one level of unproductivity will come because of hunger. Yes. Like, mm. I, nothing is working again. If you are like Joseph, you go just the frown, the bone, no smile. <laughs> Just the bone. We were traveling like this. Joseph was hungry. We were going to Abuja. I to ask, are you okay? He said, yes, that's not my face. He said, like, that's not his face. So he's hungry. <laughs> he was hungry. Some of you sent me said, that, sir. <laughs> when are we breaking this fast? <laughs> I can imagine. And so everything was not just working for this guy any longer. And then he was just like, if I die, I die. I'm going to eat. Enter any store right now. Eat anything I want to eat. Last, last. Wash plates. Last, last. You throw me. <laughs> you throw me out of the boat. I'll be okay. At least I'm eating. Hallelujah. And so, Amen. he went in. He ate to his field. Ate everything he could eat to his field. And then, he was done. And then he stood up and started to walk slowly out of the place. And he was using one eye to look at them so that they, was, like, they might stop him and say, you know, pay your money. And then he walked out and he got to the front door and nobody stopped him. And he was going, he was going to run away, but he said, let, let him just use his church mind. You know, just come back. So he came by and said, sorry, sister, I finished eating. I walked out. Nobody stopped me. And she was like, oh, yeah, nobody was going to stop you. When you paid for the ticket, you paid for the whole meal. You paid for your food. It's actually buffet. You can eat whatever you want. The first day, the second day, for the whole period of the trip. And it's like, so I literally stopped the day before. When I could have eaten all through. Hallelujah. And that's the same way that many believers are right now. You have so much, yet you don't know. And you're being oppressed. Hallelujah. This is the state many believers are in today. So powerful and yet so ineffective. Hallelujah. 
And so there are some concepts I want you to understand from this analogy. The first thing is his ticket gave him an access and an ability that he didn't know. First of all, an access and an ability. Second of all, he didn't know he had it so he could not use it. So even if he had, first of all, ticket got him the access and ability. But second of all, even though he knew he had, even though the access and ability was there, he could not use it. Hallelujah. So let's talk about how authority comes very quickly. Like I said, I'm taking it slow today, just for your understanding. At the beginning of the teaching, I said it's fitting that I'm doing this after understanding the gospel because it is very important. Listen, without faith, you cannot be saved, right? Yes. Yeah. But the funny thing is that without faith, you cannot also appropriate the provisions that Christ has given to you. The same faith it will take you to be saved is the same faith it will take you to believe all that has been said about you because you are saved and put it to use. Hallelujah. Amen. That's the first relationship you see between the gospel and the authority of a believer. Secondly, it takes faith to be saved, but being saved bets you an authority. Hallelujah. I hope you are not lost. So, the same technology and procedure. Alright. The first thing I showed you was that it takes faith for you to be saved. Right? Yes. But it will take the same faith also for you to believe all that is said about you because you are saved. And the second thing I said is that the authority you have as a believer is as a result of your salvation. Mm. In, plain, in plain terms. Are you with me? I'm taking this very simple. So, it's the same theology and procedure that gets you saved that would work for your authority in Christ Jesus. How are you saved? Believing in what? The death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The same way that you believe that is the same way you believe all that has been made available because of that death, burial, and resurrection. So yes, you can believe that Jesus Christ died, was buried, and has resurrected. But it will also take you faith to believe that you are not the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Have you seen people that you keep telling them that salvation is by faith? And not by works, and they don't believe you. Yes, sir. You keep telling them that God is not going to count you, He's not going to count your works against you. The same faith that it takes you to believe the gospel is the same faith it takes you to believe that. Hallelujah. Hebrews 11 6 it says, But without faith, it is impossible to please God. Your Christian experience would always be limited by how much faith you are able to demonstrate. Mm. If the word says it, I believe it. Mm. Hallelujah. The Bible itself said it. It says God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. It doesn't always have to make sense. That we say you have power above every demon in the world. It doesn't have to make sense. If the word says it, I believe it. (laughs) Are you with me? 
if the word says it, I, I do what I believe it. So the same faith you used to believe in the gospel is the same faith you used to believe in the authority that has come to you because you are saved. Hallelujah. No matter how sound the teaching is, if you don't believe it, you will not receive it. The same goes for authority. If you don't believe you can do it, you cannot do it. If you believe that there is a strong, there's a strong man in your family, he will always be a strong man in your family. But if you believe that he that is in you is greater than he that is in him, then he that is in you will stand greater than he that is in him. If you preach the gospel to a person, if he chooses not to believe, he will not be saved. If you tell a person about his authority, if he refuses to believe it, he would not function in it. This brings us to see that maybe all the issues you are having against demons is really in your mind. You just need to sort out your faith problem. First of all, your knowledge problem, then your faith problem. Hallelujah. So yeah. if only you dare believe. It's up to you to believe who you are as said in scriptures. So listen. Saving faith bets authority in you. If you have enough faith to believe, then you can have enough faith to walk in authority. Yeah. I'm going to do a breakdown for you to see the authority that you have. Go to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. He says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus. He says, Who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Listen, this alone should stir you up. These are the kind of things that when you hear about yourself, He says, I bless God because He has blessed us. So listen, God has blessed you with all spiritual blessings in every place. Then bless God. This should stir you up. Do you know what it means that God has blessed you with all spiritual blessings in, in the heavenlies? Maybe heavenly places is confusing you. In the heavenlies. All spiritual blessings God has given to you. This is such a powerful scripture that we miss every day. We read it every day. Blessed be God. Thank you for blessing me with all spiritual blessings. He said, All. All. In heavenly places. In Christ. That you've been blessed. This is huge. Listen. It means that in Christ, there is no heavenly blessing that is lacking. That means in you. There is no heavenly blessing that is lacking. Are you with me? You are not getting what I'm saying. You are not getting what I'm saying. This is how I identify as, as a Christian. This is how you should identify as a Christian. In Christ. Blessed be God. Who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in Christ. All spiritual blessings in the heavenlies. Hallelujah. When Christ resurrected, all that was appropriated to Christ, now that I'm in Christ, is appropriated to me. Listen, 
All he won at his resurrection is at my disposal. And I will explain to you. Because I'm in Christ, the power of the he heavenlies cannot match me. Listen, look at the prayer that the Apostle Paul prays for the church at Ephesus. Go to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 15 to 18. He says, Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord, and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayer. So Paul says, I heard, I've heard of your faith. I know you're saved. I know that you're doing your love unto God. But I'm praying for you. And some of you might be thinking, ah, what is he praying for? Are they not saved? What's the prayer point? Look at his prayer point. He says, I cease not to give thanks to you, making mention of you in my prayer. He says, that the God of our Lord Jesus, the Father of glory, may give unto you what? The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Are you seeing this? The spirit of what? And now, he's, this is not talking about the new spirit because we've received the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? He's talking about wisdom and revelation by the spirit. Hallelujah. In, in the next verse, it says that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the sense is. Listen, this thing that sounds like jargons carry so much power. You might not have read it very closely. But listen, he says the eyes of your understanding will be what? Flooded with light. Enlightened. That's what will happen. Everybody wants to go. Listen. Paul is praying for Christians. That's what? They would have a full knowledge. They will be enlightened to know the riches of the inheritance they have. So there's an, there's an inheritance. You can be saved and not know you have one. And Paul is praying for you that you know what you have. Hallelujah. This is what? The knowledge of who you are, the rich inheritance you have in God. This is the prayer you should pray over yourself every time. That Father, I have a full knowledge and comprehension of all my inheritance in you. Of the riches I have in you. This is not money riches. There is something great that the believer has. It's a rich inheritance. What is this rich inheritance? Hallelujah. Very important. A rich inheritance. If you believe the gospel by faith, then you believe that you have a, this inheritance also. <laughs> Hallelujah. So a rich inheritance. You can be suffering and not know you have a, you have a, a rich inheritance. Hallelujah. Because you don't know. Sometimes believers cannot appropriate what is rightfully theirs. Let, let me give you an analogy. A man dies and writes his will. And in that will, he wrote that you are the owner of the house and all his estates. And he gave the other people all that things. Then you came late one day to that house because they've not read the will. They chased you out of that house. It's your house, though. Do you know? You don't get what I'm saying. The will clearly shows that the house is your own, but they've not read the will yet. 
So you came late to the house, and somebody who does who is not even a member of that family can chase you out of that house, even though the house is your own. Are you seeing what the knowledge problem can do? Because you don't have knowledge, you cannot appropriate what is yours. So something can be willed for you. The same with spiritual inheritance. The will for your spiritual inheritance is in the Bible. If you don't check it, you would not know and you will not function in it. Praise Jesus. What is that inheritance? The next verse shows you. Ephesians 1.19. Go to verse 19. Everybody. This is so good. It says, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us world? That what? You have inheritance. You have power. According to the mighty working of his, of his, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead, and set him at his own right hand. So listen, he says that your rich inheritance is this power, and this power was wrought in Christ when he did what he raised him from the dead. So listen, when Jesus was raised from the dead, all of the power was put into him. And what? He was set at the right hand in heavenly places. See heavenly places again. Abi? Set at the right hand. He did not say right hand side. He said right hand. So when he says right hand, don't think, don't think of, of Jesus just going to stand beside God. If they say that somebody is your daddy's right hand man, it means authority. Every authority that your daddy has, that person has. He can do things in the name. Next week, we're going to talk about the power in the name. But listen, your daddy's right-hand man carries the same authority. So listen, when Jesus resurrected, the Bible is saying here that all the power was wrought in him and he was set to sit in the place of authority. Where? At the right hand in where? In heavenly places. Far above principalities and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but in the world which is come. So, Jesus was given all the authority of things on earth, of things in heaven, of things under the earth, above the angels, that's why I said in, ev- in heaven, of everything in all the heavenlies and all their powers, even the things that are under the earth, Jesus was given all that power. What happened to him? He was caused to sit in a place of authority in heavenly places. Hallelujah! Oh, but follow me. Go to Ephesians chapter 1 and see what happened to you after salvation. Sorry, Ephesians chapter chapter 2. And see what happened to you. Ephesians chapter 2. You did not have any lot in this. He says, you who were, who, were quick, who were dead in trespasses, he has done what? He has quickened you. Hallelujah. In verse 3, he says, we all had a conversation in time past according to the loss of our flesh. This was not meant for us before. But verse 4, what does it say? But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, where, he, where which he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, had quickened us together with who? It says, and had raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places. In who? So listen, Jesus is seated in heavenly places at the right hand with all the authority. But guess what? I am seated with him. You are seated with him. The same authority Jesus has, I have, and you have. Are you with me? 
Are you getting this? Where are you seated? You are seated in heavenly places with Christ. Hallelujah. We are seated with Christ in a place of authority. Where I am, I'm seated far above principalities and powers, rulers of darkness, dominion, everything of things on earth, of things under the earth. The same thing that is made available to Christ is made available to me. Are you seeing this? Listen, listen. Believer's authority is a thing of position. Hallelujah. Angel, you can say it. Say it again. <laughs> This is a position thing. This is an identification thing. It's a position thing. Where am I? You can't touch me. Seated at the right hand of God. This is not a chair or a stool. It's, a, it's authority. This is authority. This is power. I'm dynamo. With power, life wire, literally. This is all the power on, on, on earth and under the earth in the whole of the world. Hallelujah. This is so important for you to learn. Say, I'm seated with Christ in the heavenlies. Hallelujah. The Bible says, he that, is, he, he, he that is greater is in you and is greater than he that is in the world. So listen, the theology at which we can prove the authority of Jesus Christ is the same authority that we can use to prove. It's the same theology we can use to prove the authority. I'll take it again. The same theology that we can use to prove the authority of Jesus Christ is the same theology that we can use to prove the authority. The same way Jesus received all of the power because you are seated in him, we can prove that you have the same power because of it. Are you with me? So listen, if you don't believe you have authority, then you don't believe Jesus has authority. Every doubt on the authority you have is a doubt on the authority of Jesus. Because if Christ brought you to sit down with him and gave you all of that authority too, only if you can doubt the authority of Jesus that you can doubt your authority. So you might not see it, but in the spiritual realm, they know. You might not see it, but the devils know when they see it. If when Jesus stepped into an atmosphere, the devil started to flee, if I step into a place, they must fly. Yeah. the same authority I remember I told you guys the first time I'm going to talk about a few things after the name we're going to talk about um, um, how to go about spiritual warfare in the third teaching but listen my first time ever I did not know anything but all I knew was that when Jesus stepped in the devils recognized that they ran away so if I step into that place that devil must go. That was all I knew. And the devil did. So this one is not about oil. Yeah. Neither is it about... It, listen, I know we are fasting. I'm, I'm going to teach you this. I know we are fasting. But this one is not about fasting. Neither is it about prayer. 
is about authority. Mark 16, what did he say? He says, preach the gospel. Anyone that believes, says this signs shall follow them. What will happen to them? Do you know who he was talking to? He was talking to the new converts that they would save when they go and preach. They will cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. This is a position thing. Because of my position, I carry so much power. Hallelujah. Anywhere Christ steps into and is not afraid, you should step into that place and not be afraid. Listen, this, this kind of faith, faith in what I'm telling you, would make you be able to boast in God. Let me show you something at the end of that scripture. After 18, what's the next verse there? Ephesians, yeah, 19. Ephesians 1. Let's go back to Ephesians 1. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, we've read here. Read from 21. Okay, no, we've read 21. Read 22 and 23. And have put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that he left all the Do you know what this means? Do you know what this means? Who is Jesus, the head of the church? Who is the church? The body. Then he says he put everything under the feet. The feet of who? Both the head and the body. Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you see it now? The feet of both the head and the body. Hallelujah. So listen. Let me mute. Okay. Let's go on. <laughs> Let's go on. So listen, he says he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church. Do you see? The authority is for the church. <laughs> it's for you and I. He says, which is the body. He now calls the church the fullness of him that fills on all in all. It's a figure of speech. That's what? You are the fullness of Christ that fills all in all. All the authority that has been given to Christ, we are the ones that manifest it on this earth. By what you do as the church, you prove and appropriate every authority that is in Christ. That's the meaning of the fullness of him that fills all in all. Hallelujah. Now we are the fullness of him that fills all in all. So, what will make? Have you seen how proud Hebalists are, and people that have small power? What will make them be able to boast in nothing, and you cannot boast in all of the power in the world? This will cause you to boast. Greater is in me. Is he? Is he that is in me than he that is in the world? Greater. Greater. Hallelujah. 
This is the confidence you should have. Not in your confidence, but in God's own ability. If it is not boastful, it is not faith. Boast about it. Who is the devil? If you've not learned to talk like this, then you don't believe what I just taught you. Who is the devil? Who is that devil? About to shift some tables to the side, not break them. But if you truly believe in these things, there are some things you will not be doing. I believe in moderation. But if you are hiding, you want to buy a car, you are hiding it so that the strong man in your village will not be able to, then you don't believe it though. If you still hide it because of moderation, hide it. But if you still hide it because you think they will attack you, you don't believe this. Mommy say, don't tell anybody, okay? You're going to scuba cock. Nobody must hear, oh. Don't tell anybody. You are traveling. Hey. Hey. They'll tell you, don't. You too, you not start lying to people. <laughs> lying. You say, which are you going? Unilad just rejected me, oh. You don't know, only God knows. No, no. Only God knows, oh. This way, boy. Only God knows. If you believe in this authority, if you believe in this authority, bless you, don't catch it on me while they talk rubbish. They're going to sound up today. I didn't say yes, that. If you believe in this authority, guys, because of moderation, you don't want to tell them you are traveling. But it's because of the power that they can, you don't believe this authority. Come. Come. They used to call me, call my name and see what will happen. That's how you will speak. Come, come. Let me tell you what happened one day. They, they sent us a phone number that the phone number, don't pick number from the phone number. Um, I pick ask Alex. I called the number. He says no, it's not available. Yes. <laughs> I called the number. He says it's not available. What rubbish? Who are you doing? Call and disappear for. You will call me. You will disappear yourself. What kind of rubbish is that? That's how to talk in your kingdom. That's how you talk in your kingdom. If you've not learned to talk like this, you don't believe what I'm saying. How to talk in your kingdom? We boast in Christ Jesus. We put no confidence in the flesh. That's how to talk. David said, "What he says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil." We wanted to travel. I wanted to travel by road. My daddy said, "No road. That no. Everything is bad, though." This one down, one down, one that they are kidnapping people. Joseph said, Sir, is that what we are scared of? If they used to die on that road, we'll pass and we'll not die. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. We went. Simi said, If she had the power, she would stop me from going. <laughs> <laughs> but we went. And we came back. Ah, paradise and vegetable. Unless this authority, Jesus does not have it. That's when you can tell me I don't have it. That's your boast. Mm. You see them when they come. 
they will do rigid again. We make a pop, 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 talk rubbish. We post him. One guy, even people that don't have anything, they will post in this Nigeria. Just hit somebody's car. Say me, I'll show you myself. Too. He does not have anything though. Maybe it's his great grandmother that used to be a witch. You still boast on it. You cannot not boast in Jesus. Hmm. You see, come on. me, me. I will stop you now. You will not see again. It's on that one. Slap now. Slap now. That's how you know. No, that's the that's the way to post. You know who my father is. Have you heard that in in, in secondary school before? They say who's your dad? Say who's your own dad? Say you don't know who my father is. Oh, say, you know who my father is. You have to learn to be bold in the provisions you have in Christ. Listen, I'll tell you something else I didn't plan to say today. When you pray and fast. It has nothing to do with this. Praying and fasting makes available the power you already have. When it comes to that power, you already have it. If you speak, it will work. Why? I will explain it when I talk about the name. You have the authority. You know who I be exactly. That's the way to talk. There is boasting when you believe this. There is boasting. There is boasting when you believe this. Thank you. Say, God, thank you for this authority. Thank you for this authority. I put my confidence in you. I put my confidence in you. I put my faith in you. Not in my ability, but in your ability. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I want you to boldly say, say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Rada begede 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 beg